podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. How's it going, people? Welcome back to the channel and welcome back to the Forever Arsenal podcast. It's the international break now. It's Monday morning. We're recording this Sunday night and it's literally a few hours after beating Manchester City at the Emirates. We've got Lee Judges yawning here, but if you ask me, I prefer these late night ones rather than the early morning ones, but we've got a bit of a divide. Yeah, that's because you turn up on these ones. We've got six shows in a row, Lee. Six shows, but it's not about me today. It's about Arsenal's win against Man City. James, Lee, Jordan, big up everyone for coming on at midnight. So basically, it wasn't me, it was... Yeah, it was a train trip, Jordan, all right, was it? It was all right, yeah, I got back in time. Rushed back, just for you lovely people. It's not Thank ideal you. for me, it should be in bed, but yeah, it's all good, all good. Did you catch the highlights? I watched the game on the train, the way... <laughs> I see you, James, I see you. I see you. The comments can the comments can do that. I watched the game on the on the on the, on the, on the train on the way back. It took me three hours because of the buffering, but I got there. I got there. <laughs> so all time we're celebrating, and you're there going mad about the Kovacic tackle. <laughs> no, 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 no. I had to watch it back after. I I completely missed it. I had to watch the game oh. after on the way on the way back on the train. So um, did you know the yeah, score when you watched it? I did. I did. I, I wish I didn't. I kind of regret not, not you know, just kind of holding it. But yeah, I did know the score. That's one of those you can't not know. Like, yeah, I was checking my phone. I was, I was hosting an event, and I was just like, was I wasn't focused because it literally started the same time we kicked off. So I was just all over the place. But yeah, it was a nice surprise when I came off stage. It was good. We did it. We got the three points. The well, one of the final hurdles. Or, or mental obstacles that we've needed to turn around in recent times is this Manchester City fixture, whether it's home or away. Our record against them has been abysmal, especially in the Premier League, to say the least. Um, obviously, we've got an FA Cup win in there as well as a Community Shield win um, earlier on, well, a couple of months ago now. But this is the one that should lift that that mental block. Maybe, maybe the players might have, maybe the manager might have, maybe we as fans or part of us might have. Um, usually, I start with someone at the game. I was actually at the game. Lee was at the game, but it's 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 rare that I don't hear James's opinion on the game or opinions during the game. So I want to start with James um, and get your thoughts on it. Well, look, I'll be brief because I, I think we're going to cover so much. And when we win a game like this, it's only right we kind of bask in the glory. So <clears throat> headings, and I'll try go through kind of match by match moment. Um, I was disappointed in the 11, had a real back and forth with Robbie on starting 11, like real back and forth. Uh, Lee was there. Um, you know, I thought, I still believe that the unnecessary use of Saka um, meant it was such a shame that we couldn't have him for today. But fair play, whatever Arteta did to get the team in the right frame of mind, tactically and everything, um, with the 11 he, he went out with. And to be honest, I don't know if there's much more he could have done with the 11, because while I... I'm obviously not a physio, um, so I, I have degrees. I have a degree of opinion on Saka because the amount of football I've watched him play. I can't know whether Martinelli's fit and ready to start. I can't know whether Partey's ready to play more than the 15, 20 minutes he played. 
I kind of think if you're fit enough to play at all in a game of this intensity, then you're probably ready to start. But I don't know anything about that. So whatever. Into the game. First five minutes. They were really lucky not to be 1-0 down. I thought that was actually City's best five minutes of the game. Um, they really kind of stuck it on us. We looked a bit nervy. I think a lot of that tone was set by David Raya and some really kind of loose commanding of his area, poor passing and, and moments like that. But we settled. We really settled. And the most credit I can give to City throughout the game, I thought they had a great defensive structure, made it really difficult for us to play through them. Other than that, I don't really give them any credit outside the first five minutes. I thought they were poor. I thought we made them look poor. I thought we equally were defensively superb. Yeah. Our structure was fantastic. It wasn't a sit back and park the bus. We pressed when we needed to. We dropped into a, a, a shape when we needed to. Arteta recognising we needed Rice as a box-to-box was brilliant because he understood that you're going to want someone who can just cover the ground up and down the pitch. Um, it allowed Jorginho to then just be like a second defensive line. So you're not relying on him to be the ball winner. There's someone there who does a lot of that. But Jorginho, I thought, despite being on a really silly yellow card, did really well. I think the PGM and well are an effing disgrace. Um, I've used the F word a few too many times today, so we're going to try and be clean on this podcast. They are a disgrace. It's a straight red on Kovac- uh, on uh, It's a straight red for Kovacic for me on Martin Odegaard. And quite clearly, it's then undoubtedly a second yellow. Uh, so the fact he even was able to be subbed off and they finished the, the game with 11 men, for me, was a joke. But whatever... I'm glad. Actually, you know what? Even though they're a disgrace and they're crap at their jobs, I'm glad we beat 11 men Man City because you said it in your fan camp, Turkish, I watched it. They didn't have De Bruyne and Rodri. Boo-hoo, cry me a river. Since winning the treble, you've actually spent more money than us this summer. And we had Saka, Martinelli and Partey all not available from the start. So I don't really get... No one cared when we went to the Etat without Saliba. No one cared when we didn't have Jesus in the game of the Emirates. It just is what it is. Um, second half, I thought we grew into the game brilliantly. Um, and we were at the end, in the end, uh, deserving of the win because anyone who reduces the treble winners to four shots in 90 minutes keeps Erling Haaland down to a 0.00 XG across 90 minutes. A team that puts in as complete a performance as they did, but crucially worked as hard as they did. I thought the work rate from every player was absolutely phenomenal. I think they came out deserved winners. And to be honest, I don't know if you're going to beat Man City in many other ways than that, where you've got to sometimes compromise on all your attacking beliefs and and and, and you know, your desire to throw everyone forward for White to overlap, the Zinchenko to invert and all that. You've got to compromise a little bit, but I thought we got the balance spot on. Lee, what was your thoughts when the when the lineup came out? Because I I know what I thought. I wasn't optimistic even thinking that one of the three might play on Sunday, let alone none of the, the three. And and like I said, as much as Roger and the brain were missing, Saka, Partey and Martinelli are equally important to, to us and what we nearly did last season. Well, I'll be honest. Um, I'll set it off here and I'm going to swear. Um, so be warned. I turned around and said, whatever the, whatever the lineup is, whatever it's going to be, I don't care. I'm going to be positive. When I see the lineup, lineup, I turn around and said, "We're fucked." <laughs> <laughs> that is what I felt like. That's what I said. This is true, by the way. I oh, actually said that. That's exactly what happened. Uh, <laughs> but I have to say, um, it was it, it was. A, I, I enjoyed the game of football. It was a, a, a chess match, tactical, whatever you want to look on it, and all that. Like, and I'm going to say it now. I'm furious 
I'm furious that, that he wasn't sent off because mm -hmm. I'm fed up with him up there, right? Him up there trying to go, oh, well, I don't think that was, oh, yeah, it was for that person, it was for that person, it was for this. Oh, yes, it was definitely a red card last week on the Liverpool player. Definitely like a red card. When I see things like that, a definite red card, not given, no touch of the ball, no touch of the ball, I, I, I forget, oh, all right, okay, it's not sending off. For him to do that two minutes later, right, and not get sent off is criminal. It's not, it, 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 are these refs crap or yes. are they corrupt? They're, they're one or the other now. Because when no, I went to Wolves two no. years ago, I see Martinelli push a player over and try and stop a ball in one movement. Mr. Fucking Oliver. Oh, can't wait to give out his two cards. Today, no. Funny that, isn't it? Funny Why'd you that. go for Jordan? Yeah, Lee, you know, you know that I'm not the referee. He's always sticking I, up. From, I, I, from I was in Liverpool. You know that I'm not the ref, right, Lee? You know that I wasn't the person. This, this is this is like when Turkish went for win. Yeah. Uh, like, but he, but no, but he does on. stick up from like, you know, we, like last week we was going, oh, we don't think it's a sending off. Oh, all right, yeah, it's a sending off. Well, that's a sending off. If you're sending off the Liverpool player, you've got to send it off, uh, off of him, like, you know. Nowhere near the ball. I'll tell you what, and be realistic, I've seen the tackle. That could have been a serious injury there. Yeah. We're lucky. Yeah. Yeah. It's a serious injury. And then he does it again and he still stays on the pitch. Scandalous. Scandalous. And I've, I'm not, I've seen it. To, and I, four, four or five weeks ago at Crystal Palace, we're seeing um, Tommy Asu get sent off for nothing, right? And it's I've got, I've got a Pratt, Danny Murphy, saying on Match of the Day today, oh, I'm glad, I, I want to see all this. He's a bit like Jordan. They're all those TV pundits. They're all the same. Like, you know what I mean? Oh, I'm glad he didn't get taken. I'm glad he didn't send him off you. Yellow card, <laughs> you know what I mean? And he even takes him to bed with him. What a joke that is, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> hey? For audio listeners, We've Jordan got women and he's got yellow and red cards. But anyway, so that really did wind me up, line. I've seen it again and it's, you know, and, and that then, if we lose, if we, if we don't get that goal today, right, that's two points dropped. Two point because we would have beaten them with ten men, like you know what I mean. But listen, from that moment, I've, I've got to say, second half, Mikel Arteta take a bow, take a bow. I criticise him in the week, and and, and rightly so. And I, you know, people going, "Well, you criticise." I will criticise when when they don't do it well, but when they when he does it fantastically well and gets it right, spot on, well done, Mikel. He was fantastic. The one thing that he didn't do, one thing he didn't get spot on today, and only one thing only. He should have played Ramsdale in goal, but that's another story. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, I, actually, I actually, I think that he, he, he actually <laughs> was all over the place in that first half. You know what I mean? Thanks to Rice and uh, a bit of luck with a with a goal. But listen, you know, um, he got a better second half. I thought Raya. Yes, I, he I did have a better second half. He cleaned up his act, but first half he was a sham. But, but you know what I mean? Like, you know, and. Uh, you know, if um, if he's a man of his word, maybe he should have taken him off and, and, uh, as a substitution. But anyway, listen, forgive him for it, it could, because he got everything else right. I felt that the Martinelli one was fantastic bringing him on. Uh, it, it changed the complex of the game, if I'll be really honest. Then they make their substitution uh, and none of them contribute. Like, like A bit like us in Lons, really, if I'll be honest, when none of ours did. 
all of ours contributed, you know, all four of them involved in the goal. What was Tommy Atsu doing, by the way? What was he doing? He was up there like a centre forward. It was yeah. it was bloody fantastic. You no, know, that nice really little header down. He did Kai Havertz done very well. Does he get an assist for that, Kai Havertz, by the way? Yeah, yeah, he does, yeah. He does, like, you know, done very, very well. Lucky finish. Uh, who cares? Fantastic. Great result. And and I, I think it's been coming, you know what I mean? I think the Community Shield, Shield helped that, that result there. And and this one on on, uh, on today was uh, was fantastic. But again, I, I, I've got a little bit of a bitter taste of it because of that, that Oliver. And if anybody tells me he's the best referee, <laughs> which they do, no wonder we are a joke when it comes to refereeing, like, you know, an absolute joke. But... Jordan's pulled a lot of faces. I'm I'm really interested to hear his take. Well, I think it. he's been on the lash. He's been obviously in first class and then they get free wine in there because he wouldn't buy it. <laughs> no, like, you know what I mean? He's got free wine somewhere along the line. No, no lies told there. I was in first class. There was sure, free wine. But I wasn't I wasn't drinking it because I don't drink. But yeah, the rest was true. Um, can I go? Yeah. Did you have a sandwich? Yeah, ab- absolutely. I, I did actually. And, and there were prawns in it as well, just, just for oh. your information. Very nice. Um, <laughs> you can go, but, but, but don't do this whole, I'm going to start with the negatives thing. Start with the positives. <laughs> You're assuming that I have negatives, Turkish. Yeah, but no, you, always do, you, you always do. Nah, and that's that's coming from someone that's... who tends to always have the same, but... Yeah. That's, that's unfair. That's unfair. Um, the first thing I want to say is, well done, Arsenal. Well done, Arsenal and Mikel Arteta. That performance and, and the win, and I want to separate the two, because I think it's important to separate the two, that performance was the performance of a team that have learned lessons. And if there's one thing I wanted at the start of the season for this team to do, it was to learn lessons. Have you learned the lessons from the pain of last year? That was a mature, high-quality, tactically astute, well-executed performance. I want to say well done, Arsenal, because hands up, I didn't see it. I didn't see it. Even without Rodri and De Bruyne. Huh? I thought you said you watched it. Oh, shut up. You know what I mean. Um, so I want to just, I'm, I'm, I'm a humble guy. When I get it wrong, I, 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 you're such an idiot. You're such an idiot. You're such an idiot. You went hands up. I didn't watch it. Did, you? did you think now or is it maybe silly? No, nah, when he first said that, I thought, wait, what do you mean? Then I realised what you meant that. Yeah. Uh, I knew you meant You didn't see it coming. There you go. So, so first I want to say it's well done. I didn't Arsenal. see it. <laughs> I, I didn't see it. <laughs> Someone's got an hour to upload the highlights. <laughs> Someone's clipping that now, aren't they? Someone's clipping that. Yeah. Um, so first thing I want to say is well done. They, they deserve maximum credit for that as well. I want to big up Mikel Arteta, and I want to single him out because I said in the last podcast, the per- I'm not, I don't care about Saka. I don't care about Saliba. I don't care about Jesus. I care about Mikel Arteta stepping up. And I genuinely believe, guys, this is a fixture. This is a win and a performance that has elevated him slightly. He has now done something that I've not seen him do before. He has beaten a champion fairly. This wasn't a fluky 1-0 win. It wasn't a scrappy 1-0 win. It was a it was a win that was constructed from minute one to minute 90. You can see throughout the match what we did was, was practice and was intended. That is coaching. That is coaching. So I want to big up Mikel Arteta first of all, because I want to see something different. And I did. We were competitive. We worked hard. We were sensible. And we took our chance when, when, when it came along. A couple of things, and I'll, and I'll defer again. Kovacic should have been sent off twice. I agree with James. The first one's a red. Mm. It's, it's, it's a red. It's just a red. 
The second one, again, as James says, best case, it's a yellow, which means he's gone. So he should have been sent off twice. But the reason why I'm not going to lose, lose my nut over this is because the referees are that bad right now. We'll get one in our favour in a couple of weeks' time. We did in this game. We did in this game when Rico oh, Lewis was running in on goal and Michael Oliver oh. blew the whistle. With, and they, they played literally half a second on the advantage and he was in on goal. Yeah, that's right. We yeah. stopped, James. The players had stopped. Uh, they had stopped. They had stopped. Uh, they had I think stopped, they knew. I think, I, they think, knew. I think they'd have done really well to get to Lewis there. And, and I thought that was also poor, poor referee. It's not the same. Don't get me wrong. It's not a, yeah. a scandalous my, a decision, but it's another my, poor my, one. My point is, I'm not going to lose my head over that 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 Kovacic decision because one will go in a soccer will go in our favor at some point in the season. So it's not about today; it's about the referee standards are just poor. So I'm not going to go into all the referee things. I find it boring. We'll all get breaks. We'll all have soccer's go against us and for us. They're just crap. So I want to move on from that. The only two players I don't want to single players out, but the only two players that I didn't think were excellent were Raya and Nketiah. I thought they were both Agreed. okay. I thought they were both okay today. Everyone else was a seven upwards. I thought they were the only two that I thought were sixes, which is yeah. fine. I w- I'll leave you guys to, I want to hear your thoughts on the Salibas and the Rices and all those guys who were great. The only player I'm going to single out today, guys, is Martinelli. Because I've been very, very hard on Martinelli. I'm not in the camp of you lot that quite rate him as highly as you guys do. But I'm going to give him so much praise because to come back and to be at it straight away and get the winner, he got some big goals for us last year as well, by the way. I'm I'm just so happy for him. And I want to really give him credit because he wasn't amazing today, but he was tenacious, he worked hard and he was a threat. And he got the goal just through that. Let's have it right. It's going well wide. (laughs) It's going wide. But I don't... It might be safe, but I don't think it's going wide. No, it's not going wide. Oh, I thought it was going wide from my yeah, sort. I think it's going wide. But, re- but regardless, yeah. But regardless, he's got the goal. So I want to, I want to single him up because when I, when I, when I don't see it from him, I'm hard on him. And I think today he got the winner in a big game. Um, I'll praise him. Last couple of quick things. I actually think for Manchester City, the De Bruyne not being there was a bigger miss than Rodri. I think that what they were missing was a bit of guile and a bit of cutting edge. I think, I think defensively, both teams were actually really, really good. That was a high-quality game. And a lot of fans will say, oh, it was boring and it was stale and whatever. That's how champion and champion wanting to be teams, that's how they play. It shouldn't be a 3-1 or a 4-2. Let me yeah. tell you now, a 1-0 is better than a 4-2. That, for football heads, they won't get that. But a 1-0 win today is better than a 4-2 because it's that word that I keep banging on about, control. We were never out of control in that game. We were always in the game and we were always a threat. A 1-0 win. I love 1-0 wins. And to get a cliche home against the triple winners, the club deserves so much credit for that for that particular result. I think, actually, as I said, all the talk about Roger not missing, I think De Bruyne was the bigger miss for them. And the last thing I'll say is this. Everybody was crying, including you lot, about Saka not being there. Saka, Saka's injured. Why do they us not? Saka, wow, wow, wow. Pissed me off, all of you guys. All the whole fan base pissed me off. And my point was, I didn't care about playing Saka and him being injured because the Lons game at the time was important. Look what we just did. Look what we just did. And that shows me this is not about... No, 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 no. But hang on. My my point, Turkish, was win, lose or draw, we need to learn to not rely on any one player, even if it's our best player. As a team, that is what I want to see, Turkish. I I want to see Arsenal... 
<clears throat> I do think the, the me in particular, I can't speak for James, I can't speak for Leo, anyone else. Me in particular, the Saka thing was 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 more than it than it might have been had Martinelli been fit for the last couple of weeks or Partey been fit for the last couple of weeks. Saka takes on more importance in this big game when a couple of your other star players are, are not available or haven't played any minutes leading up to it. So I think that because listen, when that lineup came out, I mean Lee said we're fucked. I, I thought the same. When the lineup came out, I looked down for wow, no party and, and it's I, not I like didn't see it. It's not like I, he's I, putting I, in. He's mm. putting Jorginho in. Then he's adding Eddie and Ketty up top. Jesus is on is on the wing again. That that I'll, I'll be honest, I didn't see the lineup before it came out, so I can't I can't say how I would have reacted had I seen it. But my point is, if we're going to win the Premier League title, we need to go back to what we were saying four weeks ago about how this squad is quite... It's, it's stronger than we think it is. And take out Saka, I don't care. Get it done. Get it See, done. And in the weekend... That logic is I agree with. I just use it on the Lons game. We don't need to rely on Saka. We can't. We've got a great squad. We can use it. And so I agree with you. I just apply it to that. No, one. no, no. But what I'm saying is the Lons game, treat the Lons game in isolation. It's a game we need to win. So play your best team. And unless we know for fact that Saka was not fit for that game, in which case playing him is, is that's just poor management. Unless we know for fact that he was not poor, I'm playing Saka in that game. And if he gets injured as he did, so be it. The fact we got City on the weekend, for me, is not important. Now, if this was with four games to go and with four points off the top of the league, it's a bit different then. It's a bit different then. I may have to then manage my last four games. Totally. It's blood. we're eight games in. We're eight games in. And, and there's an issue that I didn't mention on the last podcast about protecting Saka. 87 games is not anything to be overly proud of. No, no, I, I agree with that. But, but I don't look at that. We, we, we got fortunate today, like, we, you know what I mean? Because let's be honest, we, we put our best player in the centre. We've had to play wider. And by the way, it was a pleasure to see today and, and watch. Eddie done absolutely... The only thing Eddie done in that game was a tackle on the side. And when everybody did. Yeah, in the first half. Other than that, he done nothing. What I'm saying is, I'll, if yeah. we'd have gone into that <clears> game, if we'd have lost that game today, I'd have, it would have it would backfired a little bit. And why I say that is because really, we should have gone into that game with Jesus in down the middle and Saka on the right. You know what I mean? And, and that would have caused them all sorts of problems. We we were, we never really listen. Eddie worked very very hard today, but I'm I'm fed up with it now. Like when people keep saying it, and I'm one of them, and I try and stick up for Eddie. Oh, he works hard. Well, so so would I work hard for Arsenal. I'd, I'd, I'd run me nuts off for him. You know what I mean? But I ain't good enough. He, his contribution today, Jordan, Don't wasn't good enough. And I agree. Um, I agree. And I've single singled him out. And, and, and at the end of it, like, you know, today he could have could have rested Saka on Tuesday and made him, made him go there. Listen, I think that one of the good things about it today, and you're, you're dead right, is the biggest plus other than the win today was that we won it without Saka. So that means that we can do it without him. You know what I mean? But I don't think we would have been able to do that without Saka and Martinelli. Martinelli had to come onto that game and, and, and do what he'd done. If, if Martinelli wasn't fit, I don't think we win that game. Maybe not. And, and look, if I would I rather have Saka in that starting eleven or not? I'd rather have him in the starting eleven. My point is, I just think as a fan base, we have to understand to win this title, it's a squad game. It's a squad game. And I think we're maybe slightly underestimating, even without Saka, even without Saliba. I mean, Saliba will be different because Timber's now injured. But even without any isolated key player, 
we can do a we, we can get this done. I don't want to hear excuses. I'm not here for excuses. Get it yeah. done. Get it done. I've got my I've got my hand up like a like uh, a student in class. Um we want to go away. No. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you're about to talk in the next couple of minutes. Um I wanna uh, Turkish is very politely playing host to our opinions. But I want to ask you on Turkish. We had a really good discussion. I even clipped up and put it on my channel about how to beat City, the styles of football we've seen beat City. And we both, this isn't anything on you, we both sat there and said, you don't control wins against City. They're too good. You always have something to do over 90 minutes. Did you feel today, and as much as it could have been, we did control City? Uh, yeah, but it, it wasn't the control that I was thinking about when I said you don't out-control City. It, the control was more containment. And I'm not saying that's not control because containment is control. But it was never looking under threat apart from that chance or the double chance they had from the corner after four minutes. I don't remember anything from Manchester City. So in terms of control, yeah, lad. Even that, even if I did think of that part of the game, I'd think, listen, to, to contain City, that's crazy with this young side too. But we did it. You know, we did, we did it. it. Offensively, I think we, we had spurts of control i think the first 10 minutes of the second half i think there was 10 minutes in the first half i think the last the last 10 minutes of the second half i think we had control there in a sense where we looked the more likely to to create a chance or an opening or or find some space for a shot but to nullify manchester city completely with the amount of players we had missing i mean I'm, i agree with i agree with jordan it's a massive feat and it's one that now, surely, when the players look at it and think, we was a weakened side here. Manchester City had a stronger side out, realistically. Like James said, they've spent more money than us on top of a treble winning season. So as much as a lot of people are going and saying Arsenal must now, the fact of the matter is Man City must every season. they got the best manager, they spend a hell of a lot of money and um, they got some world-class experienced players in their side. But Arsenal finally come. I want to... I want to circle back to Martinelli because I disagree with one point Jordan said. He said, we always looked a threat. We did not look a threat in that first half at all. So in terms of containment and control, we had that. Yeah, okay, okay. Aside from the corner, I think, you know, Arsenal kept Man City at bay. Man City were actually struggling to even get into the final third. That's why I think they did miss Rodri as well as De Bruyne because they missed that Rodri pass into De Bruyne or into Bernardo Silva. So we contained them so good. But we offered nothing in attack. But Martinelli comes on, early substitution from Arteta. And this is where I agree with Lee. He deserves credit because sometimes I look and think, hold on, why are you waiting so long? He comes in, hits the ground running. Walker has another threat to deal with. Because Walker was pretty, as much as I think Trossard wasn't bad in the first half, I think in terms of the attack, Trossard probably held on to the ball the best. He was he was um, beating a, a man or two, more so than Jesus or Eddie and so on. But he was sacrificed. Martinelli comes on and Walker's a bit more on the back foot. He has to look over his shoulder a bit more. That that dwindled after about 10 minutes, but then it came back and Martinelli again at the end of it. And now I, I want to circle back to Martinelli because I think sometimes we forget how important this kid was for us last season. And I hope this goal now kind of, you know, puts the, this injury behind him. After international break, he comes back to Martinelli we've seen last season because I do think He's had, well, prior to the injury, he had shackles on. This game, there was no shackles. He came on, he looked for the space, he wanted the ball, one touch out of his feet and he's running at the defence. 
So Martinelli for me would have been man of the match if it wasn't for Saliba. And not only Saliba defensively, Gabriel and Ben White, in my opinion, had immaculate games, but Saliba was something else. Saliba, this is as much as Haaland's been in bad form, there's a way of defending that Saliba brings that is is class beyond his age. You know this kid is going to be a top defender for many years to come. There is no two ways about it. He is going to be a top defender. The way he dealt with the physicality of Haaland, he bullied him. I thought he, I thought he humiliated Haaland. Actually, I watched that. I watched a little uh, montage highlight reel of it, and I thought Haaland actually looked such a like baby next to him. And I know this is big brute Erling Haaland. Like he, you know, he's an unbelievable world class goal scorer. Also, actually, a very likable guy off the pitch. But just thought in this game, the way Saliba handled him, you're so right. Like. Like, you know, that little shove off the ball. How many times, you know, we were talking to yeah. the other day and he talked about the way, you know, he had his yeah. head sort of slapped when the goal was scored in the final. Like, that reminded me of like a, and then Haaland sort of shoved to the floor because Saliba's too strong for him. And then he's kind of petulant and moaning. And then coming off the pitch, they were all kind of getting a scrap with our set-piece coach. And you're just like, you, I'm so glad that we've been so, li- not, We've been so little brothered by Man City, which annoys me because I still believe we're the bigger club. And I felt today the younger team with less experience little brothered them in a way. And I love that from the way we handled them on the pitch. And I think it's because I want to ask you off the back of your question to me, James, I want to ask everyone else if we would have robbed, like prior to the game, obviously we're talking hindsight now, we know the result, we know the way we did it. But would we have preferred beating City this way or? gone in the way Spurs and United have, have have picked up wins against City over the years. I'm with James. You already pointed at this one because I think this did this wasn't this wasn't a perfect performance in terms of where I think Arteta wants to take Arsenal, but I think it's the base to work off. Sometimes awesome. counter-attacking wins like Man United against us at Old Trafford last season or against City, Tottenham the same. They they work for the 90 minutes. But sustainability long term, it's it's not. I think I think it is the perfect. I think this is the perfect way Arteta wants to beat City. This isn't the perfect way he wants to beat everybody else. Yeah, but it, this this is the perfect way I think he wants to beat City. This is why I said I need to see something different from him in this time. Because what he's done before is he's played City like he's played Liverpool, like he's played Chelsea, like he's played everybody else, and City are a different beast but he found a different way. So I think this is the perfect way to beat them because, and the reason why, you know my answer already, because I've not seen this before. This performance is the way I want to beat City because I've not seen this before. I've seen us put it on City and get beat 2-1 in the dying minutes a couple of years ago at the Emirates. We were brilliant that day. That day we were so good, but we didn't play City the right way. You can't just play City. You can't football out football City. You can't have that fight. They'll win. I know they had some of their key players out, but they'll still give you a game. This is how you beat City. You contain them, you demoralise them, and you take your chance. So I, so I don't know what Lee thinks, but this is the way that I want to beat City. I don't want to beat Burnley this way. You yeah, don't have to do it different ways. But beating City, this is the right way to beat them. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Like, they, they found a formation to, to beat them today and a, and a way of beating them. They probably won't do that against Chelsea or anybody else uh, at home in, in the league, but they've done it against... Against City, what I like today. Sorry, Lee. On that, I I know it's a positive show, and I'm 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 not trying to swing this in a negative way. But I I hope you're you're right there because 
it was it was perfect today against City because it's City and you don't normally out control or out football City. This was the way to win it. But I think we've gone into most games like this pretty much in terms of wanting to really control the game and contain the opposition. I think the Everton away win was a very similar approach. Now, this falls into what you're saying, Jordan, but I hope that we can also revert to a bit more of that fluidity I talked about that was lacking against a, a Bournemouth or a, or a Fulham or because we, we need to be able to do both, in my opinion. We lacked a little bit of fluid, fluidity because... If I'll be really honest, they're up against some really <laughs> tough. I've had a few beers. They've had a, they've had a, they've had a, they've had a, they're a tough team to break down. They've got some bloody good players still. Yeah, I'm not talking defenders. about City. I mean, I mean, just moving forward into Chelsea. No, no, I think that they will. I think that once, uh, once Jesus goes back into the middle, I think that will be yeah, a, yeah. A, a, a massive thing. I'm watching him today, you know, what I mean, four or five times a day, like under pressure, he brought it down, chested on his, you know, Eddie can't do that. He can't do it, and and that that is one thing that he can't do. And then I have to say, today I felt that defensively, I think you know James uh, alluded to it, like you know, well, I think we bullied them, like you know, like every time Foden, you know, I mean, everybody's going mad about Foden the last few weeks, how good he is, and this and that, like he come up against a Ben White or a, or a Saliba or whoever he went, and it was just like banging into a brick brick wall. And then you have a look at. Um, Doku, um, Doku on Zinchenko. He came on, immediately was like, right, run at Zinchenko. Zinchenko wins the first two battles. All right, go to Whiteside. It was, yeah. I mean, it was brilliant. You were it just was, like, this was, is hilarious. It was really good to, 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 to watch. And like, you know, I, I kind of say, I, I know I keep going on about Ben White, but again, I don't think he gets the, the credit he deserves. You know what I mean? Again, superb defending today. Really, really good, like, you know. And, and I have to say, Got to give credit to Arteta today because you, you're right what you're saying. Jorginho come in today. I, I have to say that was a masterclass. And mm-hmm. I, I, I didn't want to see that today, but we, he actually yeah. come in there, performed really, really well for 70 minutes. And me and Turk was talking about this after the game. And then he brought on party for the last 20 minutes and we went up a level. We actually went up a level yeah. and they couldn't control, they couldn't handle it. Oh, Thomas! Can I yeah. just say something about Thomas Party? I know that he's not always fit, and we we say maybe we've got to get rid of him and all that. But he makes football look easy, yeah. and we all know we've all played the game. It's not easy, but he Speak makes it look easy at the top. <laughs> Like, you know what I mean? like, I'll tell you what, I'd run all over you, Jordan. Don't worry about that. <laughs> run all over you. You've like, seen you know you've seen I mean? me play football at top yeah, of social, care. so I'm you know you, you know I'm, like, like, I'm running all over you. Like, you know I mean? But no, but he makes it look so easy with the way he plays and all that. A bit like when me and James played in that charity game when we just like made it look easy, James. You know what I mean? I've got the compilation highlights. By the way, why when I turn my camera off, does it have yeah. Turkish's logo? I don't get it. That's because you've yeah, it's probably because you you want to point back later on in the in a year or something like you know. No, this is free marketing. Can can, can I just add to Lee's praising of Mikel Arteta because I think we need to spend a little bit more time on that because this was this game was executed by the team, but it was (laughs) but it was it it was it was masterminded by Mikel Arteta. Look at the goal we scored. That's not just a fluke. We chipped it forward and we hope for the best. All four subs were involved in that goal. Yeah. That is not a fluke. That is intended. He knew what he was doing. The physicality and height of 
of Tomiyasu and, and um, well, I say height of Kai Havertz is involved in that goal. All right, the goal is a deflected goal that goes in. Cool, you take your breaks. But that, that's not a lucky goal. That's coaching. That's that's planning. That's tactical um, planning within inside the game itself. He was poor in a couple of... I forgot, forgot what game it was. He, we played where Arteta had a bit of a mare. His subs oh. were poor. His selection was Man. poor. Was it, it might be no, well, no, it wasn't Lons. It was a game before Lons where anyway. Spurs. And uh maybe it was Spurs, maybe it was well, Spurs. Um, but this this was a game where I thought yeah. this was a game where I thought he deserves a lot of credit. And yeah, I think the other thing Turkish mentions how we play against different types of teams. It's a point worth mentioning because we we do have to know how to play against different types of teams, and that's why I praise him so much for today. But in my opinion now, we move on. There's no point doing all of this today and then we get slapped by Chelsea next week. You win titles by winning against all the small teams. So start against Chelsea in two weeks' time. That Those are the games that win titles. The three points against those small mid-table teams, that is how you win titles. And the final point I'm, I'm going to make as well is that Chelsea won this weekend. United mm. fluked it in the 97th minute this weekend. Spurs, impressively, with 10 men, won this weekend as well. And Liverpool got a good point at Brighton. So it was really important for us to also win, but to do it against the treble winners, I think sends a message not only to ourselves that we are getting better, but to the rest of the league, we are on this thing. If, you, if you're Liverpool, if you're United, if you're Chelsea and you see that, you're thinking, oh, rah, Arsenal, <laughs> Arsenal just beat City and, and beat them and deserve to win the game. They're now a little bit frightened. So I think there's, there's so many layers to this win that are important that go way beyond just getting three points. I wanted to uh, say, you know, on your question, Turkish, about whether you know, this win is better than the counter-attack win and all that, blah, blah, blah. Um, this, was, this wasn't that dissimilar to the way we played against them in the Community Shield. A lot of people didn't want to put that much stock in that performance because, um, you know, people downplay the Community Shield and understand that. But it is also one week before the start of the Premier League, so it can't be completely discounted. And both teams had their moments. City had moments in that game, 10, 15 minutes. We weathered it. Then we grew into the game. You know, were there loads of chances? No, but did we create kind of enough to to nick a goal here and there? Yes. Did we shut down Man City? Yes. Did Haaland have any joy in that game? Absolutely not. Quite comparable. Now, that is a performance that sets a foundation and you build on it and we have built on it and we won today. You know, when you're watching this will be the day before. Um, we won at the Emirates in the league where we feel it matters most. Now, Arteta, which we have to remind ourselves sometimes because... Obviously, we always focus on the league, but he beat he beat Pep Guardiola very early on in his Arsenal career at Wembley in the FA Cup, no fans in the ground, uh, semi-final. And that was a back three job. That was a counter-attack job, albeit we actually played through them really well for the first goal, but the second goal was complete counter-attack, you know, ball over the top for a Bamiang's pace. Now, that kind of 3-4-3 three, three formation with a Bamiang wide left and trying to go quite direct or whatever, where did it get us? Well, in a relegation battle by Christmas. So, yes, we won that game in that semi-final and in the short term in a cup competition, he found a way to win that game. We won the cup and we're over the moon. But it was never long term the way he wanted to play. And as he slowly got his players and implemented it more, you get something that's more sustainable. And we played a really good game against Man City against, uh, against them in January 2022. And that was the day on my fan cam, having the month earlier saying said I, I was ready for Arteta to move on. I said, Arteta's got me now because... 
give him a little bit more of what he needs. And that is absolutely the way I want my teams to play football, but also the way I believe we can win major titles doing it. So to go out against Man City and go punch for punch, and there weren't that many punches landed, but we weren't scared. We didn't go into our shell mm. and we took it to them. And um, that will always feel better because no one sat here going, we found a way today. That wasn't finding a way. That was that was just being the better football team and winning. And now we're above them in the table. Who, who would have mm. thought that eight days ago? After Tottenham draw, I would have never thought that come international break, we, we would be ahead of them in the table. And, and something... Um, you know, comparing last season's fixed results to this season, that's something I've been doing this season because I know we need to flip around a couple of the draws and losses last season, two wins, especially after dropping dropping two against Fulham, dropping two against Tottenham. Essentially, you're, we're minus four in comparison to the same fixtures last season or same results. What this one does is plus three. It brings us to minus one, whereas back-to-back -back with Man City, they beat Wolves last season away from home. They beat Arsenal away from home last season. Right now, in comparison to last season, they're a minus six. I don't know why I'm, you know, I've got this in my head, but every fixture that comes, I just think to myself, especially now, if Everton we do, two, by the way, Everton's a plus three. We lost, we lost um, one nil away last year. Mm. Everton's a plus three, so we're on a plus two, even not even a mm. minus one. So really and truly, moving on to the rest of the season, the next 30 games, if we do exactly what we did last season against those teams, we win the league, pretty much. Pretty much. I, I get what you're saying. If, if if the rest of the results go exactly the way last yeah. season did, yeah. yeah. I think I think the, di the dynamic of the league looks interesting now as well. City have lost two games now. That's massive. That's, that's really big. That's really big. Now, City will, will no doubt at some point go on a run, I'm sure. But I just think it's not only, as I said just a minute ago, do teams now look at us and think, OK, Arsenal, Arsenal are serious. They're now looking at City and thinking, oi, oi, <laughs> can, you know, can, can we get a point against yeah. them? Can we beat them? So, uh, listen, it's City. Let's not get carried away. And this is not the end of Manchester City. But I just think it's really important that we won that game, not only for ourselves, but for hopefully everybody else looking at City thinking they can win them. My final, final point would be also as well, We've passed so many tests in these last couple of years, guys. You know, we, we slapped Chelsea up home and away. That's standard now. We're now standardly beating United at home. Cool. We beat Liverpool last season. We beat... Who was the team that we always lose to that we beat last season? Mid-table team. Oh, uh, Tottenham away. But there's a, there's a small team we always right, drop points beat, to. Brighton used to lose quite a bit. But we, may, 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 we beat them yeah. away. We beat them was Brighton, but... My, my point is this: there was there were certain tests that we passed last year. The one big one was we just couldn't beat City over three games. We've now beaten them. Now go and beat them in the Etihad. I know it's a while away. The next test. Let me enjoy this I, one. I'm, I'm just, I'm just <laughs> saying, oh, if, we're gonna if we're going to evolve and we're going to keep ticking off these tests, go and win at the Etihad now. That's the final test. You've shown you can beat them. Now go and beat them on their patch with well, De Bruyne. That'd be with honest, Rodri. Can I be honest with you? It's not go win at the Etihad now. It's go win the league now. That that's what it is for me because I don't think we need to win at the Etihad in order to win the I league. Agree. We've won the whole. What, 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 what we don't know is yes, what we I do guess. against the rest. Where against true, the rest, true, we're going to be favourites in for the next but, what but, twenty nine but, games. But the symbolism is if we're going to win this league, I want to get four points off their minimum. I want to know that we yeah, are the I best. I want to go there and get something. I want so to win see, there. Well, I think they're not the one after their next games. Man United away. Yeah, yeah. So that you know, like they've got some tough games coming up now. Like you know, um, 
we've just got to like you know keep going. I, I, I'm with Jordan. I, I know what he's saying. I actually said today, like you know, like it's no you know let's, let's dust ourselves down, enjoy tonight, and then then focus on Chelsea because that's a mm. massive game for us now. Chelsea is the next one, mm. like you know. Yeah. So um, and put them back in their box. They're getting a little bit too loud now. Well, it's going to put be them tough. back in their box. It's going to yeah, be just starting a bit of form. Their their underlying numbers and their performances were never as bad as no, their league no. position said two weeks ago. So I'm not surprised no. they've slapped up Burnley, won at Fulham, uh, beat beat Brighton in the cup. But I still believe we're well equipped to beat them. I, I feel like we haven't given enough credit to two players. You're right to mention Saliba. You're right to mention Gabriel. Why lots of players getting credit, the substitutions, Arteta. I think Declan Rice was a monster in the oh, game today. An absolute monster. And then and then he's just he's one percent off my man in the match, which was Jesus. I yeah, thought he played right. like oh, someone. What, yeah. what a pleasure to watch him play yeah. today. I just sat there watching him today and I said, I don't mind, I don't mind just paying to watch this player play. I thought he was sensational today. I really do. Just an absolute pleasure to watch. But Declan Rice, uh, he's got it all, hasn't he? He has got it all. He has got it all. He's got it all. Did you see that little kind of won the ball and then he kind of like rolled it into Martinelli, got the shot on goal on his left foot? And even though, you know, he didn't oh, yeah. him, it wasn't a great chance. It was a really nice threaded pass. And I, and I enjoyed seeing him kind of press up the pitch. His recovery runs to support Jorginho were phenomenal. He's just like, he's a proper... Captain, well, I just think now them to get party fit in this international break, get him some 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 um, hard work, get get um uh, hopefully Declan Rice don't play too much for England. Definitely, hopefully he's going to get a rest against Australia in that friendly. Uh, but them two now as as the two pivots in midfield with with Udegaard, that that's that is some midfield now, like you know, and the way part uh, sorry the way Declan Rice is playing, you know. It, the ground he covers, you know, he was absolutely unbelievable work rate on Tuesday night, and he's and and, and he's gone and done it again. You know, he, he's a machine, a- absolutely fantastic. Like, and I thought he was close to man match. Like, you know, um, uh, uh, do you know what we're saying? That you know, I, I think if you said um, uh, James uh, uh, Gabriel's man uh, man of the match. Uh, 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 someone else says Saliba, someone else says Ben White, someone else says, right. I don't think none of us are wrong. I really don't. I think, you know, you could any throw a blanket over them and any of them were man the match. I, don't, I really do. I, I don't think, Ray, I think Raya was in with a shout. Who? Raya. Right, who? Raya. Raya, who? Raya, 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 <laughs> you, you, uh, you didn't look as convinced on the rice. I, I, well, I don't want to piss off Turkish. I want, I want, I don't want, to, I want to be positive on this show because I think that there's. You managed to piss him off by saying you don't want to piss. Him I know, off. I know, but we're chatting about Declan Rice here. And I just don't think this is the week to kind of say what I was going to say because I thought he was brilliant today. But what I want right, to ask yeah, you all from thirty yards yet, Jordan. No, no, yeah, listen, listen we'll do, not today, not today, not today. Can't control but, ball like Edison. But, <laughs> but what, what, what I want to, by the way, on the board today was brilliant. But what I want to say, um, what I want to ask you guys is, do you think we are a, a proper striker in January away from being the favourite for the Premier League? Is that all we're missing now? Favourite? I, I think when you see today, you know, like. And this is my argument about the goalkeeping situation. I'll be really honest, like, you know what I mean? You, 
I don't really see there's too much difference between Ray and Ramsdale. I'll be really honest, like you know. But I, I, I look at that centre forward role, and and it, 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 it's nothing against Eddie because I think he's done a great job, like filling in and all that, like. But today he's asked to lead the line against one of the very, very best, and he didn't do it. He wasn't, you know. We've got to upgrade in that area. We but have. hold on, no, hold on. I'm slightly playing devil's advocate because I don't know if I really believe what I'm about to say, but. Erling Haaland is a goal-scoring machine, no doubt. He arrives to win the treble, I get it. This season, the goals, I'm not going to say they've lacked. He still scored goals. But actually, he's done nothing in quite a lot of games. Oh, I agree. He's missed some big chances. Now, I would venture a guess that if you ask Pep Guardiola whether he would sacrifice 15 to 20 of Haaland's goals, for a striker that combined and played, maybe not this, because he's moved, he's evolved his team. He's always trying to do different things. But I would think that Pep Guardiola's favourite teams are the teams of 17, 18, 18, 19, 19, 20, with a false nine or whatever, where they're a little bit more fluid. Everyone came into play. The go- the goals were shared or whatever. Haaland today did nothing for City. I'm not about to get clipped up for saying I don't rate the guy or anything like that. He's unbelievable. He's a goal-scoring machine. But <laughs> there's something to be said for... I don't know how to explain it. Like, you do need more than just goals sometimes. Yeah, but, but why did you well, mention... Can I ask a quick... Oh, I don't, I don't, I don't ask, think you do. I need to ask this question, like, you know what I mean? We're all... We're very, very critical of Arteta and rightly so at times and all that, like. But, you know... Yeah. Does does Pep Pep today like I'm I'm looking at that. Where's Grealish today? Now Pep had a shocker as well. Yeah, right. you, know, yeah. you know, you got Harlan's got to have his play. He's got to have his tools around him, and and Grealish mm. and him work really really well together. Uh, you haven't got you haven't got Rodri. You haven't got um, De Bruyne. And is it because he's so good that it, when he does these sort of mad things that they just he just seems to get a pass? Because I'm looking at that. Uh, I'm thinking, oh, Grealish is going to come on in a minute. He doesn't bring him on. Well, he does. Well, look, Pep deserves a pass because you know he he started getting stones to move into midfield, and if that didn't work, everyone would have said, you know, you're overthinking it. And actually, you know, it won them the treble and whatever. I just, you know, he deserves a pass. But yeah, I think he got a lot wrong today. But I, I wanted to hear what you're about to say there, Turkish, about the Haaland stuff because. Yeah, go, go on. What were you going to say? Well, you you brought that because of the because of Eddie, right? And, and, uh, uh, no, I, no, I was, I more meant, I more meant, I, I don't, I don't really know what I'm trying to say. I just think Jesus can have a poor game in front of goal. Listen, Jesus is not better than Haaland. I'm not saying this. Jesus can have a poor, he can be poor with his finishing, whatever. Mm-hmm. But my word is that team tick sometimes oh, yeah, I, in the line. You're missing what we're saying. I think we're not saying Jesus. Because if you bring in a proper centre forward, you just can play either side of the of the flanks. Or but I'm even talking from that front line. Like the Centurions had Aguero, who scored goals. Obviously, he was a brilliant goal scorer. But he'd pop up wide, he'd drop deep, he'd run past players, he'd make things happen. You know, Firmino led the line for Liverpool. They got to 99 points. They won everything as well. Maybe not all in the same season. They won everything. And he didn't really score that many goals. I, I don't... Guys, I, I think, don't know what I think, I'm trying to... I no, 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 I think, I, I, think just, I know what you're trying to say. I think, I think the difference is, I think when you've got a striker up top, 
that maybe you sacrifice the 10, 15 goals for his general play. The difference in the City team you mentioned and, and even the City team of last year and the Liverpool team you just mentioned, they've got the be- they had the best back five in the league. So when you know you've got the best defence in the league, you know you're not letting in that many goals. So you know that as long as you've got good attackers, you don't have to have the hottest gunman in front of goal as long as he is contributing to the overall attack. We haven't got that. We haven't got the best back five in the league. So we know, especially at home, where we do concede goals normally. So I think when you know that you do concede goals at home at the rate that we do, you have to have a guy up top that you know, give him two chances, he's putting one away. And I just fear that because we don't have that gunman or the best defence in the league, we're going to suffer. You have to have one or the other. You have to have think, one or the other. We've got neither. I think what, what I'm saying is I'm convinced you need 80-plus goals scored from your team to win the league, probably mm-hmm. more. I'm not convinced you need a 30-goal-a-season striker to win the league. No, I don't think you do, James. But what you I think you need is, a plan B. I think you, you need got, something else. I think I you think need you, to be able to mix it up. But I don't you're, you're, think you need... Eddie's a goal scorer. Right, if it, when I when I today, sorry, that was harsh. But... When he doesn't score goals, he doesn't really contribute. Right, he doesn't contribute in bringing in players and everything like that. What you're saying is, when Jesus is in that middle role, if he's not scoring goals, he's contributing like by by making assists, doing this and doing, and that's the problem that you've got. So when you when you're taking Jesus out of that and you're bringing Eddie in today, I I, I look at it and go, what what what? And this is not. I'm, I'm, I don't really like bashing on Eddie. You know, I'm just saying like you know. What has he? What has he done? That looks at you and thinks, right? He's going to be the man. And and today, I, I didn't see anything, and that's the problem. Like you know, I, I look at I look at Harland, and he hasn't done anything, but he still worries me every time he got the bloody ball. Yeah, I, I get you. That's reputation, but also I don't think it's true that you. Could, if, how many teams have won the Premier League and not had a twenty-plus uh, Premier League goal scorer? Well, yeah, I mean, like Salah was 20 or so goals. The year they won the league, he never got to 30, but he was nearer 20 or so. You need someone that can get, you need someone that can get 20. Also 20. If, it's not a, if it's not a 25, 30 goal striker, it's a 50 goal 20 striker. minimum. Like and your that's front, the, that's your the, front that's line needs to accumulate 55, yeah. basically. Exactly. Yeah. And last year, Eddie got, um, Eddie, Saka got 15. Yeah. Martinelli got 15. I think 16, 15, 15, 16, whatever it is. Odegaard got 15 and Jesus got 15. He did all right, 11, 11 considering he missed four months. I mean, he probably true, true, true. But I think you're right. I think you need around the kind of 60 plus between from your front line, unless you're going to be stingy at the back and win lots of games 1 0, which is what Leicester did. Do you know what I mean? So I, I hear what you're saying, but I'm just wondering if. And I'm not one for panicking, but I'm just wondering if we are just literally from January onwards, if we're in a good position, if we were to find a gunman to bring in, the, does that now put, 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 I don't know, um, oh, who's, a, who's, a, who's a good striker in the league right now? Put, yeah, well, Ivan Tony, who will link to Put Tony, all right, put Tony in that 11 today. Yeah, he does a better job than Eddie for me. Yeah, that, that's the thing. He does a better job than Eddie, yeah. I agree. And, I, and, I, and I'm an Eddie fan, but the, 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 there's levels here. We're trying to win a title. Well, that's here's a question. Here's a question. Brace yourselves. Who would you rather see lead the line for Arsenal right now? Oh Eddie God. Nketiah or Kai Havertz? 
I knew you'd ask that as well. I knew you'd ask that. Kai Havertz. I would still just go Eddie. Just. I don't know, man. I'll be honest with you. Turkish is, Turkish is pleading the fifth. He's not, he's not playing this game. <laughs> he's not playing this dumb game. You have to take one. It's one all. Well, you want me to pick one? Really? You know what? Let's, let's say we're playing the Champions League game in three days' time. Who who's sign up front for you if if it's Gobby one? Bloody hell! It's a tough decision for, for, for wrong reasons. Um, it'd probably be Havertz because I've seen enough of Eddie up top, and it's not the one. Even though I'm gonna see enough of Havertz up top, and it's not gonna be the one. But we'll give it we'll give it the chance that Eddie's got. The um. The pure and utter optimist in me goes for Havertz because while I think he's been a very disappointing £65 million signing, I think he's done his best work up top for us. Yeah. Um, yeah. And both against City, James. Both times against City. I thought he led the line very well in the community shield. I yeah. thought he... Um, I thought I thought today was a nice cameo, really. Yeah, like, yeah it was. Ran it the was. channels, smart, smart with the ball. Um, actually, there was one bit where he laid it off to Erdegaard in the box, and I think he probably could have got it back or something. Mm. Um, and I thought he was just fine. And like, even though Eddie works supremely hard, you know, Eddie's got pace, but we don't see it. Like, it's not used. It's not like mm. we don't mm. see that part of his game because of the way he's meant to play. So I'd rather have a slower Kai Havertz, who is meant to have pace, but we haven't seen any of it. Um, I'd rather have a Kai Havertz just, just take like nice little touches, bring players into play, and use his six foot three height for some good mm. so I, i'd go for Havertz. i agree neither neither are ideal um but i think quite frankly if Havertz just having uh, a future at arsenal the closest it looks to working is up front right now and listen it's international break he's got a penalty he's he put in the back of the net he's got an assist now off the bench against man city we are now joint top so it, it, it there's no more confidence talk come the end of international break we move on to chelsea away what more does he need then to turn up against them potentially away from yeah, home? Yeah, that's a great point. Um, no, but I'll be disappointed if he starts that game. Like, I really hope Arteta, if he's if he's at yeah. least not given up on the Havertz in midfield thing, I hope he's at least learned that he's got to ease it in. Yeah. Like, today I just thought Rice given the freedom in the midfield with another six behind him just looked so much better. Get- I, don't, I don't think Saka probably might not be fit for that game. That'd be no. touching game. Yeah, and, then, not, and, and don't forget today, um, Saliba's pulled out of his French team. Toe, toe injury, he'll be fine. Oh, yeah. I love all these. Hopefully, it's like, you know, all these makeup injuries be fantastic. He'll be fine. I think I, I, do, from I, Chelsea. I do agree with Lee, though. I'm excited. Just under, we've got to move. I'm excited by the a midfield of Partey, Rice, and, Oda, and Odegaard. That, that, that three is a midfield that I think can, can cause some pro, some real problems. Yeah. I'm saying, Right, yeah. actually, in the right positions. Yep. But we'll see. Listen, people, there is no predictions to make. There's no game week this week. Obviously, it's international break. We will be back next week where we'll preview the Chelsea game away from home. And we'll also discuss maybe some of the fallout from the international break and Arsenal-related players. I've just heard their Saliba's pulled out of the squad. That's good news. Hopefully, Saka does the same or Southgate allows Saka to... He has. Arteta said Saka won't go. Perfect. Good news. Well, we'll be back next week. But before we obviously move on to comments of the day, 
I still think we need to bring up the table because both Mr. James Bayliss and Lee Judges predicted an Arsenal win. So I'm on eight points now. Fantastic. <laughs> you're a disgrace. No, you're not. I don't, I don't want you to confuse the audio listeners, Lee. So audio listeners, just listen to my voice and my voice only. I'm still top, eight points. Jordan second, eight points. James in third on seven points. And Lee's in, in fourth on six points. So two points separating top from bottom. I feel good, guys. I feel good about this point. Yeah, I got that smug look on my face. Not because I'm not doing the whole, oh, I back the team when you didn't. But I said coming to the Tottenham game, I said this to my fan cam that I didn't feel good going into that game. I don't know why. And all week I've just had this feeling of optimism for the City game. Like, come on, like surely now is our time. Um, I'm so happy we capitalised. Realistically, we should all be on eight points. Apart from me, I should get 11. <laughs> No, you definitely deserve three points chopped off. <laughs> we should all be on eight points. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that another day. No, we'll can, I, can I have a final point? I know Cass in the background is saying we've got to move on, wrap it up. Just four. That's the, the reason why today was an important win for us as well was because that's three home games against the Manchester clubs and Spurs. And we've come out with seven points. That's not a bad return. Yeah. But if you lose, if you, if you don't win today, You've, you've, we've still got to go to the, to the Etihad. We've still got to go to Old Trafford. We've still got to go to to, to Shite Hart Lane as well. So I just think we've been blessed in having three big games all at home early on. But you've got to win those games. And okay, the Spurs game we we, we didn't win, but it's not the not the worst not the worst. Um, Can return. we just put it on record, right? This has not been an easy start to the season. It's not. It's not. In in our first eight games, as you mentioned, United, Spurs, City all at home. Big six games, big opposition. Everton away, Palace away as well. The only ones you look at and go, Forest at home, we, we won. But, Fulham at home, we drew. Bournemouth away. I'd say only three of those five games, sorry, three of those eight games are ones where I go, yeah, I'm really confident Arsenal yeah. this. Goodison Park, I'm not saying they're going, I'm really confident. I'm thinking we should win and I'm confident we'll win. Uh, Palace away, you just never know. It's one of those places, especially early in the season. Um, and then the other three games at home against United, who finished top four last season, spent a load of money on their team again. Treble winners. And let's let's give them credit, a really revitalised Tottenham side. Yeah. That are the only other unbeaten side in the league with a match record with us. So, listen, others have had harder, others have had easier runs. And are below us in the table. I take it. Yeah, true. Yeah. True. Let's move on to comments of the day, unless Jordan wants to make another point. <laughs> no? Out of points. Good. Let's move. <laughs> Everyone got comments oh, of the got, day. But I will say, I will say that I've I've got a few shout-outs for a few fans of the show that I've been that I bumped into. So I'll go first just briefly. Well, big up train. Tommy. Well, I big I big up Tommy. I bumped into on the on the Lizzie line a few days ago. He stopped me and said that he um right. It was really awkward because I said to him, we was having a chat. Elizabeth, Elizabeth line, whatever. Um, I said to him, Oh, yeah, so who's your favorite on the pod? And you know, when you say that, just lie to me, just like at least in front of my face, lie to me. He paused for like three or four seconds. I'm thinking, oh geez, man, like what are you doing to me? And then he said his favorite was Lee. He said he said Lee was his favorite, actually. And he said that Turkish, that was his that was his response, Turkish. And he said that James is really, really tactically smart and all that sort of stuff. And he didn't even mention me. He said, yeah. if you like me or not, he didn't oh, I know the line. No, nothing. Um, he so big, down a little bit at the end there, didn't he? Big, big up, Tommy. 
Um, I want to shout out a couple of guys that watched the pod that I bumped into over the weekend at the UK Black Business Show event. And also finally shout out the guy that I bumped into next door at the Sainsbury's, who I was, I was buying my, my bread and my, my, my tea, just looked at me and said, for, for Arsenal? I was like, yeah, you know what it is. You know what it is. And likes the show as well. So I want to pick up those three people. And <laughs> my question, my, you, you said you wanted to shout them out, but I haven't heard any names. Oh, well, I only got the first guy, Tommy. The other two, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Oh, names, so. <laughs> Sorry, and my comment was from Brod Dax, who just uh, he, he sent a message saying, Akanji being a great young defender gives Lee hope he might make it someday. <laughs> 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 yeah, double shot there. I embarrassed myself last week. Yeah, you did, yeah. <laughs> I all week and all. I met a couple of guys today from, from they was in they had a uh, hospitality in the uh, in the director's box and uh. They come up to me and and uh, they said to me, look, you know, love the show and everything like, but you've got to still, you're not digging out the uh, tactical show as much as you should be, like, you know what I mean? So start start raining it, you know, raining it in and start, you know, giving him a bit of stick. No, I've no. actually got him on video saying it, like, you know, so uh, Lee's learning what's good for him. Yeah, so not uh, yeah, to do that with the guys, but anyway, who's up next? Well, Lee is a national Lee is a national tre- treasure, protecting at all costs. There you go. <laughs> shameless, shameless, absolutely shameless. More shameless. He got Michelle to write it. And... <laughs> <laughs> That's why he didn't say the name. Yeah, that that wife I got in the toilet. Work, you know what I mean? Like, I was just saying, like, you know, we take the work. <laughs> <laughs> what was that, sorry? No, 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 no. He did. You met my dad today. Did you have a nice chat? Yeah, he's lovely. Look, what a lovely fella. Lovely fella, like you know. Well, thank and, you. and your brother's much better than you. I've got to say, like you know, I actually, I actually went all the way to from the studio to the to the to the ground, and I didn't fall asleep. It was fantastic, like you know what I mean? <laughs> I've been trying. You know, I'm trying. I've been trying to game on AFTV, but he should do. He's got got a bit of knowledge as well of it. He he he, he was really yeah, knowledgeable. Listen. He knows his ass as much as I do. He just doesn't for whatever reason. It's yeah, not for him. But, very passionate you know, about it as well. Maybe one day. Maybe one yeah. day. Um, I got a comment of the week. On replace you. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what? Next time I can't make it. Yeah, normally because I'm on holiday, so I don't know how, how you know with him. So I don't know how this will work. Yeah. But go on, we'll chuck him on. We'll chuck um, him. I just, I just love this because it came in three days ago from Mubu. I'm a gooner from Delhi, India. I've been to two Arsenal City games, one in 2015, 22nd of December. I was there as well. When De- uh, when Ozil had two assists and we won 2-0. I think it means 2-1. I think, yeah, Torre scored late, but yeah. And then the one in the Community Shield this year. Um, I'm good juju for Arsenal in this matchup and I'm going to be in the Emirates Stadium this weekend. Arsenal are going to win. Come on, you gunners. Actually, good Actually, Maybe I met him. Let me know in the comments. Did I meet you today, mate? Because someone did come up to me and say, "Well, where did they say they're from?" Delhi, India. Yeah, yeah. Someone. Yeah, I think there was some, some some guys come up from that, that that said they was over from Delhi today, didn't they? Only yeah. for a couple of days or something. Or, or saying. Yeah, well. yeah, yeah. Imagine you're three for three in live games with Man City. That's <laughs> oh, that's incredible. That is. And also to pop that comment in saying we I'm won the other two. Honestly, we're going to win again. I love that. Good on you. Uh, my one from Callum Chalmers. And he says, Turkish being top of the league is a bit like City winning the league with 115 charges. You know it ain't right. 
but they're there anyway. <laughs> that might be right. Bang yeah, on. Not that one. Bang on. Bang on. Bang the on. problem is our court of arbitration is called Sheroy and he's been useless <laughs> trying to help her. No one's seen Love him. you, Sheroy. Love you to be. Apparently, no one's seen Sheroy. He's having a he's having a three week holiday in Turkey and then followed by one week in Ireland. That's all I'm hearing. That's true. Hopefully he's enjoying. But on that note, <laughs> we're gonna wrap it up here, people. I haven't asked you to hit the like button at all over the last hour and eight minutes, but I'm gonna ask you to hit that like button right now. Let's get it up to a thousand likes. Obviously, Forever Arsenal will be resuming next week. At the beginning of next week, sometime we'll do the next pod. Chelsea away will be the next fixture. So make sure you're there. But make sure you're there by being subscribed. Put the notification bell on. Like I said, hit the like button. And love for the love as always, people. We're out. Peace. Podcast Network.